Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cretaceous Campcast. I'm Cretaceous Dave, and this is a podcast all about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous and Jurassic World Chaos Theory. Before I get into today's episode, um, got no new updates or news about Chaos Theory. It's kind of a bummer, but to be expected until we see a trailer. But I do have one little mini thing from Paul McKell Williams. Uh, it's not a cameo Q&A. Uh, my son actually had some questions for him that I sent over to him, and he was so nice to answer for my son. Um, but I did drop one little question I had in there for him. So I wanted to know what was his reaction when he found out that Darius could get eaten in Hidden Adventure. And here's what he had to say. Yeah. Um, my reaction to Darius being eaten in Hidden Adventure, I don't know. It was kind of like a mix of, it was a mix of shock, but also a mix of happiness because I was like, yes, finally, we're getting that Jurassic stuff that we've been waiting on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that makes sense. All right. That was a pretty cool answer. It was it was cool to see him excited about the fact that his character could get eaten. But anyway, on to this week's episode. Uh, I'm going to talk about something people may not want to hear about or definitely don't like talking about. Some people just pretend it doesn't even exist. Um, but I was going back through some old episodes back the, the first time I had the podcast two years ago. And episode number five was called, Who is Manticore Really? Um, and I thought it might be a good time to come back, circle around back to Manticore, just because I kind of think they're just going to get thrown away. Um, I, I think the writers and the studio and whatnot probably learned their lesson from the receptions of seasons four and five. And I think it's just going to be gone. Um, other than the fact maybe we'll find out what happened to Bumpy, I don't think we're going to revisit Manticore anymore, and really there's no reason to. But <clears throat> I just kind of wanted to pay our final respects, I guess, to Manticore. Uh, if you really think back about Camp Cretaceous, they've been in every season in some capacity. Uh, back in season one, we first learned about them. We got their name um, and that they were just another genetics company rival to InGen. And, you know, the big thing we found out was Sammy was sent there by them to spy. She was taking notes and information from Wu's lab. She took the swab of the Cynoceratops, which we find out later um, that, you know, they made some hybrids with it, which there's a lot of questions about their geneticists if they're making hybrids already. And it took Wu so long to do it. Um <clears throat> But then in season two, uh, you know, we see, uh, who is it? It's Darius and Kenji, I think, set off the emergency beacon. And, you know, at the end of the episode, it cuts to that the signal is received. And then we find out later, Manticore is the one that received it, which is why nobody ever came to rescue the kids. Uh, we see them again in season three. Very, very briefly, we see one of their drones fly and the Scorpius takes it out. So, you know, what were they looking for? Did with the drones being there on the island, did they even know the kids were there? Because everybody kind of seemed shocked that, you know, the kids were alive. So the drones must not have been doing a very good job of whatever they were doing if they didn't notice these kids on the island. Um, and then, of course, seasons four and five focus solely on Manticore. Um, it takes place on their island. I've, I've got an issue with that island existing. I know most people do. Um, you know, there's an island that close to Nublar that nobody has any clue about. 
come on, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't hate the whole Manticore concept. It's fine if they didn't want to use Biosyn. I would have much preferred they use Biosyn uh, as, you know, the enemy company. Um, but I'm okay with them introducing a new company. There are bazillion companies that could be out there that are, you know, genetics companies and companies that tried to make dinosaurs and then they couldn't because of the Gene Guard Act and, you know, what have you. Um, but the island, man, I don't know. Not a big fan of the island. Um, I didn't really, you know, I, I, I'm not as much of a hater with the tech and the other stuff on the island, only because most of that we have in our world today, it's not too sci-fi or too out there. Um, uh, people just don't really associate it with Jurassic. My rebuttal is always, you know, you have an issue with robots but you don't have an issue with the fact that they can bring dinosaurs back <laughs> from extinction which is you know scientifically impossible um, but things like robot dogs and you know uh, humanoid type robots we have today thanks to boston dynamics um but whatever i'm going off on a tangent about that stuff right now i sorry um anyway yeah i have an issue with the island itself um, the way it was portrayed, I think, was pretty cool. You know, let, let's let's forget for a second. Uh, this island is there, and none of us like the fact that it was there, and nobody knew about it. Um, but you know, once on the island, I, I thought it was cool that they had all these different biomes. Uh, again, that's something that is very, very doable with technology today. Um, you know, I took my son to an indoor water park, and right across from the indoor water park was an indoor ski resort. So there's this giant mall in New York. It's technically New Jersey, but they call it New York. Um, and it has an indoor ski resort, an indoor water park, an indoor amusement park. It's so cool. Um, there's an indoor rainforest at the aquarium in Baltimore. So we can have all of these different biomes inside places. I don't have an, an issue with that. And I thought it was a really cool way um, for them to show you know, these different animals in the different places and stuff like that and seeing what who adapted to what. Uh, kind of sucked that they threw the Spinosaurus in the desert that's, you know, disrespectful to the Spino, but, you know, maybe they had their reason for it. Um, you know, it, other than the island itself, um, them as a company are just not nice people. <laughs> um, it's the best way I can put it while trying to keep this, you know, family friendly. Um, you know, back in season four, we first saw that they were having Big and Little Edie fight each other. And we found out it was because they were putting this stuff in their food that was making them extra aggressive. And, you know, that's just cruel. And, you know, everything they were doing to these animals was cruel. But, you know, making them aggressive so that they would fight, especially a mother and a child, that was, that's just crazy and wrong on so many levels. You have to be a, a certain type of horrible to want to put a mother and child against each other like that. That's, uh, I don't know. Um, thankfully they had Dr. Turner there. She's, you know, the one nice person that was on that Island. Although we didn't see anybody other than her and cash until after Daniel Khan shows up. Um, obviously they had other people working there, other scientists and whatnot, but I'm just going to assume they're also horrible people. Um, just like cash unquestionably one of the worst characters ever in the Jurassic franchise. Um, oh, too bad. He got eaten by raptors. Hmm, so sad. Uh, <laughs> um, 
anyway, yeah, the the food making them aggressive, you know, that was first sign of them being truly terrible. The chips, um, hate them all you want, I understand. But that was just, you know, totally heartbreaking seeing Firecracker respond in season four. Now, I, I don't know if you're like me, I thought after it failed in the big dinosaurs, um, you know, I thought maybe, maybe there was going to be a chance that we wouldn't, um, you know, see it at work at all. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This, this isn't going to really be a thing. And then when you see Firecracker just freeze up and like, you know, just crying, um, it was just, it, it was hard to watch, you know, and trying to think for like little kids, what that must have been like, because they, they might have some kind of concept of what was going on. But at the same time, you know, there's like, why is it frozen like that? I, I'm trying to think, and I don't remember how my son reacted to that. But, um, you know, it was it, it was hard to watch. And then, of course, he perfects the technology, perfects, um, and then it works on the big dinosaurs. And then it gets all sorts of goofy and off the rails in season five, where you know they're chipping dinosaurs and they're controlling them with like Xbox controllers and you know fist bumping Kenji. Um, now when they're making them fight, you know, I'm not saying it's cool, it's a more interesting way and it's what they were going for ultimately. They're combining the two things, the fighting with the controlling them. Um, and we did get some really cool scenes uh, with that. I mean, it's unfortunate it was because of the control chips, but we got some cool fights. Um, we got the Spino take out Big Edie and I thought 100% she was dead. You even heard the neck snap. Um, but I guess the writers decided we weren't doing that again. You know, they probably caught enough flack from JP3. So, you know, the, the chips while being horrible, um, they had their moments, um, two little things with, uh, Manticore, you know, that I personally think 100% tie into Dominion, um, the the chips, no one's going to convince me otherwise. The chips they use to herd the animals and bring them back, you know, inside. Um, I am 100% convinced that is the tech from Manticore. Dodgson was there. Dodgson saw it. I am, like I said, 100% convinced that is the same technology. It is those chips. Um, slightly modified. He probably, you know, took them. We don't know what happens in between 2016 and 2020. 20 whatever when they first implement this in Biosyn Valley. Um, you know, and the other one, which, you know, I, I haven't heard anyone else talk about, but I think I've mentioned it before, is the technology they used with the drones for like rounding up the dinosaurs or keeping them away from certain things. Um, my thinking is that's what they use for the aerial deterrent system in Biosyn Valley to keep the pterosaurs down away from the jets. Um, I, I think the technology they used on those drones is probably what's used for the ADS. I could be way wrong. Uh, ADS could be something completely different. But that's just kind of my thoughts on, you know, that when I was looking for connections between Camp Cretaceous and Dominion since, you know, Colin said there was going to be, um, you know, so... <clears throat> excuse me, uh, some connections. And I, I'm sure he mostly meant the chips. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I like to think the drones and the ADS are one and the same. Who knows? 
But thinking right now uh, about Biosyn um, just made me realize, you know, there's a good chance if we never hear about, you know, Manticore Island again or what happened with those dinosaurs, it could be because Biosyn gets the sole collection rights for the dinosaurs. Dodgson knows about that island. Let's assume nobody still knows about the island. 2018, when we see Ben, um, he's still there and we're to assume the island is still a secret. How? I don't know. Um, don't they have Google Maps there? It's, <laughs> who knows? But let's assume in 2018 it's still a secret. Uh, whatever year Biosyn gets those collection rights, Dodgson knows about that island. One of the first things he could do is like, there are dinosaurs on that island. Let's go get them. Um, and then, boom, they don't have to explain anything away. That's where we just assume all the dinosaurs went. Uh, does make me wonder about Bumpy. Um, even if Manticore is never mentioned in Chaos Theory, I don't expect them to be. Like I said, I think they learned their lesson. I don't think they're going there. Um, I would like to hear something about Bumpy. If Ben is in the show, I want him to mention Bumpy. At least at least tell us she's okay. Um, is she in Biosyn Valley? Whatever. That, that's fine if that's where she went. You know, I still like to think she's the one at the end of Dominion with Maisie. Um, zero proof, but there's also zero proof that she isn't that dinosaur. So, you know, I, I'm going to stick with that. So maybe we'll figure out how she gets back to the United States. I don't know. But, you know, it, it's the easy way of getting the dinosaurs off of that island. And, you know, but then it brings up the Spino. And then why wasn't the Spino in Dominion if Dodgson did take all the animals off that island? So, ah. Uh, now we're just running into questions we don't have answers to, and then it's going to make people even more frustrated about Manticore Island and the fact that the Spinosaurus was on there if, you know, if Dodgson did take the animals off that island and bring them to Biosyn Valley, and then we didn't see the Spinosaurus. Um, I never expected to see the Spinosaurus. I assumed if it was going to be in Dominion, it's just pure fan service and no other reason, and I didn't want to see it for that. I wanted to have a good story if we did see it again. Um... And now all of a sudden this episode turned into a Biosyn and Dominion episode. Sorry about that. Uh, if people have been a long-time listener, you know my brain works in mysterious ways and sometimes I go off on tangents. I typically don't prepare notes for the podcast, so I'll hmm and ha and um sometimes. Uh, but also, as soon as something pops in my head, I'm just going to go with it and start talking about it. What was the topic anyway? No, just kidding. We're talking about Manticore. Um, I, I guess I'll bring up more stuff that people don't like just you know as a refresher on manticore and that's the brads and the brad x's um i didn't 100 percent hate them i definitely did not dislike them as much as most people did but i didn't think they really brought anything to the table to be honest um you know i i get it from a manticore perspective it's probably a cost thing you don't have to have people in security staffing you have these robots which in my head would probably cost significantly more than paying a couple of underpaid security guards but you know whatever um i've heard it was a cost-cutting measure in the actual animation and production of the show to not animate more people that they could just have this assets of these robots and then they could just reuse the asset over and over and over again um i don't know if that's true maybe there is confirmation of that out there somewhere uh it's unfortunate if that is the case 
um, because we could have been robbed of potentially a better story. Um, and maybe have had seasons that people would have liked a little bit more. You know, there are a lot of people out there who consider the show ending after season three, and I respect that. Um, I mean, there are days where I think that too. It's like, it's the perfect ending. It was the perfect season. Season three was incredible. I like it probably more than every movie other than Jurassic Park. Um, and that says a lot, <laughs> you know, it's, it is an incredible season with the stories and the arc and the music and introducing the Scorpius was just so awesome. That dinosaur is just crazy. And actually this week's episode, I was going to do all about the Scorpius Rex, but for some reason I decided to annoy people and talk about Manticore. So yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, where was I? See, I lose track all the time. Uh, yeah, the Brads. Um, you know, the, the regular Brads, I guess, I'm kind of going to steal what Jurassic Souls said in um, his community Q&A answer. The regular Brads, you know, were, were a bit better than the Brad X's. The Brad X's were over the top for me. Um, I like them so much just because it bothers people that I like them. I know that sounds cruel. Um, I, I don't really like them as much as I, I come across as liking them. Although I did 3D print a full-size head of a Brad X. Do I? I don't. Oh, hang on a sec. So if you're watching this on YouTube, um, I've got this guy. Here, he only has one eye. I printed the wrong one. He didn't have an eye on the second side. Um, but I don't have the electronics in him anymore. He had red eyes, and if I turned him on, he said unauthorized life form detected uh, using the actual audio clip from the uh from the show um for you just listening to the audio i'm sorry i was holding up a 3d printed brad x head it this one's not life-sized uh it's a little bit smaller it was the biggest one that fit on the printer i printed it on and that was before i you know upped my skills with 3d printing to you know glue pieces together and whatnot uh, maybe one day i will complete 3d printing an entire full-size Brad X. I uh, don't know why I would want to do that, but it could look cool next to my life-size Hu Yang that um, I'm almost done printing. And for those of you who aren't Star Wars fans, don't know, Hu Yang is a uh, 25,000 year old droid that helped younglings build their lightsabers at the Jedi Temple. And was most recently in the Ahsoka series, which is like my favorite live-action TV series possibly ever um but this is not a star wars podcast so sorry about that little tangent just wanted to tell you who who yang was in case you were wondering when i said i was printing a life-size one and now i went off on yet another tangent this maybe i'll just title this episode tangents um <laughs> uh, all right did i cover everything i wanted to cover about manticore i did a quick recap of how they showed up in each season um, some stuff about the island, about what kind of a terrible company they were. Um, I guess, you know, the final thought I have is how the heck did Mizrani not know about Daniel Khan? Um, you know, if he's some sort of big shot that he has this penthouse on the island and he's friends with Mizrani and all this, he's, you know, one of the top guys with a rival company. Like, how does he not know that unless... You know he's he's running the company but there's some you know 
puppet person in front of him that just takes the name and the title um, so Daniel could kind of stay out of the spotlight. It's the only thing I could think of, it, you know, and it's just so weird to think about. And then it goes back to um, episode five of the podcast where I talked about this two years ago, where my thinking at the time was, you know, does InGen have something to do with Manticore? And I still kind of lean that way, not as much as I did back then, um, but that I think there were some people working with for InGen that were also working with Manticore. Um, and I'll go back to Eddie. Again, Eddie seemed to know something when he said the other guys, um, but we'll never find out because he got eaten by the Indominus Rex. Uh, we did get to see Eddie later again in season three in the Woo videos with the Scorpius. So he was obviously somebody Woo trusted enough that he was, you know, in with the Scorpius and with the Indominus. But, you know, I'm going to go back to wondering, you know, was he actually someone planted by a Manticore? Was he a Manticore employee? that somehow managed to get a job. Did Daniel Kahn get him the job? I think I mentioned that in that episode. Um, you know, that's lots of questions that we're never going to get answers to. Because like I said, they're never going to address, you know, Manticore again. It's a loose thread and we're just going to have to accept where we left off in season five. That's it. You know, we're not going to find out um, you know, did Dodgson take or buy that tech from Manticore? What happened to the company itself, you know, after the kids left? Um, what happened with Daniel Kahn? Um, none of that matters. You know, it's, we can all have our own headcanon. Uh, if anyone out there wants to write some fan fiction that happens after the kids leave Manticore Island, um, you know, go for it. Hopefully you write a good story better than you know, some of the, the stories that we had in season four and five. And I don't want it to sound like I'm knocking them like I don't, you know, like the seasons. I, I love all the seasons. They're definitely my two least favorite seasons. Um, they have issues, but, you know, I still love them. Um, yeah, so I, I just wanted to talk for a few minutes about Manticore because, like I said, I don't think we're ever going to see them again. We're probably never going to hear about them again either. Um and we'll just pay our final respects one last time to Manticore and Manticore Island and all of the really terrible people that worked there. Um, but, you know, hopefully Dr. Turner's okay. Hopefully she turned out fine. She got a sweet job somewhere um, doing something good, something positive, maybe with the Department of Fish and Wildlife. Um, you know, I, man, I hope she didn't get a job with Biosyn. That would suck. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. I, I would like to maybe hear more about her. Maybe she helps Darius and whoever he might be working with in Chaos Theory. Uh, like I said, I doubt it. I don't think they're going to bring up anything at all to do with Manticore, Manticore Island. Um, but it would be nice, you know, if she was still around. That, that would be a nice little surprise because I don't think anybody had an issue with her. Um, you know, she was a great character and she did a lot of good. But... That just about wraps it up. Uh, next week is probably going to be another community Q&A. Because like I said, I've got a bunch of those on the back burner. And I'm probably going to alternate weeks. Uh, a regular episode, community Q&A. regular episode, community Q&A. Uh, just until I get through all of them. Um, and we may have 
surprise stuff pop up if something happens. Like if the trailer comes out, I'll record something about the trailer, give my thoughts. Um, if anything works out with any of these interviews I'm trying to set up, um, you know, we'll see. I think the problem I'm running into is nobody wants anybody to talk to anybody until probably the show is out. Um, and unfortunately, in some cases, agents just aren't replying to me, uh, which is understandable. You know, it's just some dude spamming them for, for all they know, probably, you know, but we'll see. Uh, I'm trying to work on some interviews with some people involved in the show. And, you know, I hope I can make it work because I think it would be great content for you guys. Um, not just their involvement in chaos theory, but I've got, you know, lots of questions about their work as a storyboard, um, you know, animators, artists um writers all of that stuff got lots of questions i could ask them it, it would be fun and entertaining um and i don't know might have some more stuff with paul mckell williams coming up we'll see um i'll maybe i will send him more questions and do another cameo q a with him uh i've just been you know doing the uh the contest cameos so if you don't follow on social media uh please do i do contests regularly where the winner gets a personalized video from Paul McKell Williams. And right now, I actually have a cross-platform contest going on on all of our social channels. Uh, I'm just asking you to comment and reply with when you think the trailer is going to come out. I should have been more specific. I mostly meant like, give me the date. Like, oh, April 11th, uh, March 14th, something like that. Some people are just saying like, mid-March to mid-April. Like... Uh, how can I determine you're the winner if you're giving me a month-long range or just if you just say mid-March I'm going to assume you mean literally the middle and I'm going to pick the 15th um, you know so try to be specific if you could and the person that gets closest to the release date of the trailer is the one that's going to win if there are multiple people say the trailer comes out you know on March 9th and you know three people said March 9th uh, I'll just pick one of those three at random um who knows? Or I'm feeling generous and I'll give it to all three of you. If somebody nails it exactly, um, if more than one person nails it exactly, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. So the contest is ongoing and it's going to end once the trailer drops. Or if I know when the trailer is going to drop or if it's announced, um, I'm going to end the contest then. Because if other people start finding out and then they reply with that date, you know, I, I don't want anybody to cheat. So, but check out on all the socials, including here on YouTube. Uh, and just, if you're want to enter the contest, go to that video that I have. I think on YouTube, it's under shorts. It's not under regular videos. And then just leave a comment with when you think the trailer is going to drop. If you want a chance to win, uh, follow on Twitter at JP underscore campcast. We've got a post there with it. You can reply there. Uh, you can also find us on uh, Instagram and threads at Cretaceous Campcast. And I also started posting on Tic Tac, Tic Tac, <laughs> sorry about that, on TikTok now. And that is also at Cretaceous Campcast. Uh, Tic Tac is funny with their algorithms, man. They're, a screenshot of saying we have 500 listens got like 700 and some views in like an hour. And then... One of the posts that I cross posted from Twitter about blue got like four total views in two days. I, I don't know. It's really weird. I don't know how the algorithm works over there. Uh, I'm still learning to figure out. I was very anti TikTok for the longest time, but someone suggested, you know, it's another way to get exposure for the podcast. So, you know, why not? 
Um, and thank you once again to everyone that watches and listens. Uh, I tallied up between all the YouTube views and all the podcast listens. We're approaching about 1,500 total listens and watches. And that's awesome. That's incredible. That's way more than I ever could have imagined. Um, you know, so thank you to each and every one of you that watches and listens. And especially if you keep coming back, you know, it means so much to me. It's great. Um, so that about wraps it up for this time. Don't want to take up any more of your time, especially talking about Manticore, Manticore Island. So I hope everybody stays. Oh, uh, before that, sorry, I have a new camera. So if I'm not looking straight at it, it's different. It's not the one built into the laptop anymore. So I'm like confused as to where I should be looking. I got my old microphone back. So I'm super happy about that. So when I record down here in the basement studio, everything should sound a lot better. The times I record in my car, it's still going to sound like a car. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but, you know, I'm really happy with the, the new setup I've got going on here. Uh, hopefully looking better, sounding better for you guys. But until next time, stay safe, stay Jurassic, and take care of yourselves. So long.